This week's episode is brought to you by NightChannels.com. That's right, NightChannels.com is a new sponsor for Horror Movie Talk, and they sell some of the baddest ass horror movie t-shirts you have ever seen. I'm sitting here looking at their site right now, and I got a couple shirts pulled up. They got a chud shirt. They got the thing sweatshirt. Uh, we got Faces of Death, if any of you uh, remember that little ditty. We have Guinea Pig, the Japanese horror movie hoodie. There's just a tremendous amount Oh, The Shining. There's just a tremendous amount of just off-the-wall, obscure horror movie-titled shirts and, and sweatshirts that you can, you can grab. And, right. And In if, addition to, like metal and and occult and just um all kinds alternate, of sick, alternative stuff shit. yeah it's really cool go check it out at nightchannels.com and use code hmt at checkout to get 13 percent off the evilest percentage hello and welcome to horror movie talk an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show go 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 go, go. always get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good hello and welcome to horror movie talk i found even more shirts from the night channels site that i need to, so there's a death spa shirt there's also a tales from the crypt hoodie and a slumber party massacre shirt yeah i i mean they got everything yeah they're, it's great go check them out just i mean just browse you yeah, don't, you don't have to buy anything, right? Just, exactly. You know, you'll find something. You'll find something. Uh, hey, I'm Bryce Hansen. I hold a PhD in spootology, and I'm David Play. I get the most, but get the professor foremost expert scare. No, no. Check out horrormovietalk.com. There you'll find links to our social media where you can talk to us and other horror fans. We post new episodes every Wednesday, so be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Uh, if you want to li- leave us a voicemail, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys, I got plenty of sleep last night. I'm I, just turning Australian I, for some reason. I trust you. Call 682-253-4468. That, that'll get you through to our voicemail line where you can, you can give us the Chaz Wazas. <laughs> you say hello to Bob Bilby while you're down there. Hmm. It's a lot of blockage. Um, so we got a great show today. Today we're going to be talking about Saint Maud, which looked very interesting as an A twenty four movie. So you know it's going to be like relatively good quality. Um, but yeah, this one kind of blew me away. Like low key blew me away. I'm so interested. I'm so excited to talk with you about this movie. Um. Because oh man, I, I'm just I'm just I got a lot I got a lot inside me that needs to come out. Yeah, it's one of those you things know? where I got a big thick, it's pretty thick blockage of information. Of you want information to share? that I need to share? Um, 
if you're new to the show, let's just give you a, a rundown of how it works. We start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge that makes you angry you saw it, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later, we'll be doing a couple bits, um, catching up on social media and voicemail in a bit we call It Came From Social Media and a bit we called It Horror Movie Whores. Um, yeah, so this movie really made me miss the theatrical experience. I, like, I, I this really, was one of my biggest notes. I was like, this would be so good in movie, th- so much better in movie theaters. I mean, the, my default for watching movies now is so distracted. Yeah. Like, I know. I, I watched it in here in my computer room and I got another computer like ticking away. And like I can always press pause and go do something else, or so yeah. Even even with um, with all the distractions and taking a break in the in the middle of the movie, I felt feelings and just had an intense feeling of dread towards the end of this movie. Like it was, it's very impressive how much came through and how shitty of a circumstance I was watching it. I'm see, and this is this is where I'm. We differ. Very, I knew we were going to. I knew yeah. we were going to differ in this very, very, very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, and it's part of the reason why I'm so excited to get on with this review. Like we gotta, we gotta do this because I, I didn't have that same experience, um, and I have a lot to say about it as to why. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, we watched Saint Maud. And oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Here's the trailer. Dear God, your presence graces the air, and soon everyone will see. Hi, Umod. Yes, hi. It takes nothing special to mop up after the dying. You're prettier than the last one. But to save a soul, that's quite something. Bless Amanda's body and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. When you pray, do you get a response? Oh, it's like he's physically in me. It's how he guides me. My little savior. Hey, I thought that was you. What are you up to? I'm a private carer. You're still nursing? What? I don't know what happened. All the good girls go to hell. Cause even God herself. I just want to see you loosen up. I've got more important things on my mind. <laughs> There's my little saint. Maud, he isn't real. Nothing worthwhile comes easily. You must be the loneliest girl I've ever seen. I'm ready and open. I feel fuller of your love than ever before. I have a responsibility. 
Oh, yes, of course. This is life and death on another level. What if I'm getting it all wrong? All the good girls go to hell. So, St. Maud can be found on Epic Streaming or on Region B2 Blu-ray on Amazon. Duh. So, you have to have a UK Blu-ray player. Yeah, doy. I'm kind of sick of all these, like, impossible-to-find movies now. Like, Young Frankenstein was only on um, Stars. Like, in this day and age, there's no... You can't even just buy things anymore. Right. Well, I mean... I mean, this is a brand new movie, so I wouldn't expect... All you have to do is start your seven-day free trial uh, with Epics through Prime. Right. To watch this. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, just giving your, you're just giving your name, address, and phone number to just another fucking I know. nameless, faceless corporation. I know. It just bothers me, though. It does, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I just want to be... I just want the ability to pay money. Just give me the thing. Just... Please take my money so I can have this thing. No. Money no, down. No, you have to do it free. <laughs> so, um, St. Maud is about a devout Christian English nurse named Maud, played by Morphid Clark. That is a difficult name to pronounce. M-O-R-F-Y-D-D. So, it's got to be like Welsh or something. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, who takes a job as an in-house hospice nurse for an American expat Amanda, played by Jennifer L. Again, another one that I'm not sure about the pronunciation. E-H-L-E. Yeah, E-H-L-E. L. Amanda is an ex-dancer choreographer of some fame that still holds on to as much drama and vanity as she can in her final moments. Maude becomes enamored with Amanda and quickly takes on... uh, quickly takes her on as her personal project to save her soul before she dies. Maude starts off looking like a typical naive but earnest believer, but soon, uh, but sorry, but eventually is revealed as a dangerous, unhinged zealot. Uh, this is really my type of movie. It's another film suggested by our hard fucker, Dustin Goebel. Yeah, and, I mean, there was a poll on our Facebook group uh, about who fucked the hardest, mm-hmm. and Dustin just blew everyone else right, out of the water. Right, right. It's uh, crushed everyone with his Teflon dick. Right. Um, it's one of the best examples of a slow burn. Uh, while not the same thing at all, this is the infinitely better version of I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. You remember watching that for the stream? Were you there for that one? No. Oh. There for that one? The second Saturday string? stream oh no is that what you watched mm-hmm. was that last month no it wasn't last month i think you were, i think you watched it you just don't remember um because i i think you only missed one didn't you no i've missed two i think oh, okay yeah well anyways um that movie is also about someone like taking care of someone in hospice care mm. as a nurse except it was exceedingly boring and had no point and and like had no payoff i think i did see this yeah yeah, oh yeah. Yes, it was just a nothing. Just a fucking ton of nothing. That was the most forgettable movie I've ever right. seen. Exactly. Wow. So in contrast, the pacing in this movie is excellent, and there's plenty of room given for character development and for things to unfold in a very natural way. 
There isn't too much hand-holding, but you are given everything you need to know to unravel the puzzle that is Maud. If it weren't for a couple of disturbing flashbacks in the beginning of the film, you'd be, you'd never expect um, that this would be a horror movie or the places that this thing would go. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I would like to uh, uh, politely disagree um, with the um, there isn't too much hand-holding, but you are given everything you need to know. I feel like they really kind of smack you about the face quite a bit with the, uh, they tell you what to think about this movie and about Maude and about all the implications of everything that occurs. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a big part of my issue with this movie is, um, it goes big sky, God bad. And, uh, and I don't appreciate that. I'm not, I'm not a believer. Right. And um, and it just it doesn't leave it at, to you at all to decide to decide or determine what has happened. It very clearly. Oh well, yeah. I mean, in terms of like, no. I mean, what I'm talking about, like, not a lot of handholding. It's it doesn't really tell you exactly what happened with her last patient. You know, it right. shows you in like brief flashes, and there's a lot of implied stuff. And it doesn't really give you the full picture of Maud until the end. Like, I, yeah, I, I know that they're, yeah. like, hinting at it, and it was it pretty was, much, like... It was almost obvious to me from the very start. Um, yeah, I mean, that, you that can tell... You can definitely tell where it's going to go. It's not going to end well. But, I don't know, when we talk more on spoilers, I'll talk about, like, the different directions that I thought it could have taken that it didn't. Like... I think that's what it, what I'm talking about is like it left a lot of ambiguity about exactly um, the direction it was going to take the ending. I think. Okay. Um, anyways, um, <clears throat> uh, it was really impressive uh, to me how off balance this film kept me. It felt like it could have gone in dozens of different directions. I think I would have been satisfied with any number of them uh, because I was thoroughly on board by the midpoint of the movie. The last act really ups the tension because of the uncertainty of how it's going to end. I mean, yeah, I could see how you could disagree with that. I mean, it's going to end bad, but it's more of a question of how is it going to end bad. Um, And when it comes, it is deeply disturbing and satisfying. I highly recommend seeing this movie. It's up there with anything by Ari Aster and, and Robert Eggers for me. I definitely uh, don't hold it in that high of regard. Um, where you said it felt like it could have gone in dozens of different directions. Uh, I've, I very, very much... That was not my experience at all. To me, this felt like a foregone conclusion from the point at which... Uh, From the point at which we start mocking God in in the movie, and and that and where her where her religious experience begins to differ from reality, it's it does a good job of leaving it up in the air for a little bit, but. I could just I, the vibes were so strong of like you're nuts like you're really nuts that I that I just went oh okay this this is yeah. gonna end this way no, I mean the, there's it's a strong perspective of like there's there's no question that this movie is taking like an atheist stance of like 
this is... And it's in the title. It's in the title of the movie, Saint Maud. They've set her up to be the scapegoat from the very start. And, right. uh, and so, it, to me, it felt like a foregone conclusion instead of a, a fun mystery or something to be left up to me. Yeah, but even, even then, like, the... the I, I say that it's coming from the perspective of, like, that, you know, this isn't actually existing. But I still don't think it, it solidified that place until the end. Right, and that's really where it kicked it down, a f- like, a full point for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the end was just like... <clears throat> Oh, well, now they're just beating me about the face with what they want me to think. Yeah, I mean, that's funny because I feel like I'm I'm more religious, at least, than, than you, which is not, I'm not super religious, but in terms of, like, buy-in and, I don't know, I mean, I don't want to offend you or anything, but... No, 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 you can't offend me on this, and I understand where you're coming from. Um, I'm, I'm, athe- I'm an atheist, uh, roughly speaking, although I think I'd probably go so far as to call myself an agnostic now. I, I've kind of come mm-hmm. a little bit closer into the full circle of being raised religious and then kind of losing that, and then kind of coming back around and, being, and, and realizing that um, this absolutist idea is silly in any regard or aspect of any part of life. You right. know? So like, why would, why would I, cl- why would I just say that I'm right? Right. Uh, in terms of, I, I know what's going on in the afterlife and people's spirituality. And it's like, I don't, you know, right. um, it sounds kind of, it's kind of, uh, what do you call it? What, uh, passe to say, but I mean, if you do enough drugs, you kind of start to realize that there's not any particular, uh, not necessarily even drugs. It's just like, you just realize, once you start realizing that reality is just kind of this thing that you're imagining, and everyone mm-hmm. experiences it differently, suddenly all the all the bets are off, and, and you kind of go, oh shit, everybody's having a moment right. in a at the same time, and they're all different moments. Sure. And so, for for all that, I I respect the atheistic stance a lot less. This hard stance of like, well, they're just kids, they're just no god, and you're dumb if you think that. That's that's as ignorant as saying, well, there's definitely a god, and he looks like this, and he did this, mm-hmm. and he needs to save your soul. I mean, they're both silly places to right. come from. I think. Right. I mean, even so, what I was what I was saying not is to like, get way overly religious with this whole thing, but this episode is going to be heavily religious. Yeah. So, I mean, I I still believe in God, and and I think um, I could see why people would be offended by the characterization of religious thought or or whatever in this movie. But really, I think even even religious people or devoutly religious people can see someone that's an insane religious zealot like extremist and say well that's not right that's not good right and you're insane right but so i mean the real smack in the face is when you name the movie saint mod why why do you take issue with that because you're because you're you're making the claim that essentially okay so this this girl who i mean spoilers she's nuts Mm mm-hmm is a saint, or should be judged to be a saint, in in the religion that she has chose to, to worship in, which is Catholicism. I think you're looking into it too much because I would I interpret it as it's from her perspective. 
so she she is elevating herself and to like a very important position and a very important like role in god's plan but that's the mark of saints uh, well i mean i don't know I enough mean, about saints I, I didn't grow up in that tradition but like i uh, i feel yeah. like saints don't try to be saints they just become because of what they are and what they did i mean she praised her saint is mary magdalene so uh-huh. jesus's mother no it's not that's not Jesus mary mother. magdalene Who's who's Mary Magdalene? Uh, Mary, there's two Marys. There's Mary Magdalene. There's Mary, Jesus's mother. Oh, who's Mary Magdalene? Magda- Mary Magdalene is the follower of Jesus. She is basically a repentant sinner that started following him, and and uh, she was one of them to one of the women to see him after he was resurrected. Well, that blows apart that whole line of reasoning that I had, which was going, which was going to be that. Mary said, I never had sex with anybody, and here's a baby. <laughs> you know, like, I'm a saint now, I guess. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I think in, in Catholicism, Mary isn't, you wouldn't even consider her a saint. She's basically, like, as close to God or a demigod as you can get. God's whore. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right, let's, I apologize to our Catholic listeners. <laughs> No, I mean I, I'm sticking. I'm I'm taking the hard stance of standing up for the ca- Catholic religion in this movie. Um, so, where, where did I leave off? Oh yeah, so right before the score, right before the score. So it sounds like we're going to disagree on this. I I mean I really love this movie, and uh, I'll tell you my thought process. I I knew it was very very good in my eyes, and and I always have a hard time giving a ten out of 10 because i'm like you add that label of transcend genre boundaries and and then it gets a little weird and so i was like yeah it's probably a nine but then i'm like i never give out tens even the ones that i really really like Mm. and i i feel like this is as good or as good of an experience as i had with the witch or you know dr sleep i think you No, i think i did dr sleep so i mean i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 just because i I really think it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. I mean, there's... Okay, well, there's a definite... I definitely agree with you in some aspect of that, which is, I mean... There is a motif that comes with being an A24 movie of just kind of a veneer of good, high-quality craftsmanship. And and there was an aesthetic in this movie that I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, especially towards the first quarter of it, maybe uh-huh. the first act, uh, where it was kind of very accidental Wes Anderson-y. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of shots that were that were just so, and a lot of, um, there was like this wallpaper that was very, very um, uh, geometrical, and, uh-huh. and, uh, and so, I don't know, it's, it feels like a high-quality... A24 flick. Sure. Um, and th- it's everything is is executed in in a very good way. I, I, I like I like the way the movie is made. I like the acting. I love the actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and <laughs> and w- what few actor uh, male actors there are do do a good job as as well. I think it loses me with the um, the heavy handed. 
So you're bothered by the message, basically. I'm bothered by the message. I'm bothered by the, the how easy it was for me to pin it down and just go... Like, it just wasn't enthralling to me because mm-hmm. I knew where it was going. And, yeah. uh, and at that point, it became more of like a, okay, let's get there. And I'm hearing some people say things like, wow, and it's only 82 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they did that in 82 minutes. But this, to me, it could have been like 70 or 65 <laughs> minutes. I mean, it really could have. There was a lot of... <laughs> Just because it was it it was a foregone conclusion at one point, you know, and it was like, okay, can we just? So what what was the for? Well, okay, we'll get we'll talk about it in spoilers. But what's what's your score? Yeah, I I, I enjoyed this to the tune of a seven. About yeah, yeah. Right. Um, that's fair. I mean, it's I'm sure it's not for everyone. I mean, I'll talk about in spoilers why why I think there's more amb- ambiguity for me at mm. least. Um, okay, so. Before we get to spoilers, let's talk about. I'm glad we don't agree on this. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm a little surprised, but I. Uh, I shouldn't be. I mean, I'm often surprised. I shouldn't be surprised, and I'm surprised. <laughs> That's how surprise works. <laughs> you know, what's, you can't be surprised unless you're not surprised first. You know what's really surprising, though? What? It's when you unveil your dick and it's just completely well quaffed. Ting it has that little that little light shine off of it. Yeah. Bing. When your balls when you when your wife isn't greeted wife or girlfriend or whore off the street or uh, or male friend isn't greeted by like an insanely like raggedy bush. Yeah. Like what can help me achieve these levels of of glossy dick? Well, I'll tell you, David. There's this company called Manscaped. Oh, they have shit. a website called manscaped.com. .com? So, as the name suggests, a little like landscaping. Mm-hmm. Manscaping is landscaping your junk. For your dick? Your man. What about my butt? Can I do that? You can. So, Manscaped has a wide line of products um, suited to men to trim and prim and scent and just generally Quaff. upkeep yeah. your junk and taint and ass. Let me tell you, it's wh- hard. Wherever you're going to use it. It's fucking hard to cut yourself with that lawnmower 3.0, let me tell you. Yeah. I tried. It's the best hygiene tool for the modern man. I'll say it. I'm glad someone did. It was the elephant in the room. <laughs> Staying in. Uh, so go to manscaped.com. Use code HMT at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. Um, that's code HMT at manscaped.com for 20% on free shipping. And we have a special contest going on right now that you got to get in on. When you get your Manscaped trimmer or your, uh, your uh, lawnmower 3.0, we want you to shave one titty. You know, on your chest, take a picture of yourself with your shaved titty with your lawnmower 3.0 and enter the uh, one titty challenge and you could be entered in to win a Google Home Mini. Yeah. So if you would just go to our Facebook group, uh, you can you can find r- the rules on this. You just got to post a picture of your trimmer 
so the lawnmower 3.0 with your manscaped titty and uh and then you're entered into the contest and that contest ends at the end of march 2021 so you got plenty of time to get your lawnmower and uh and get yourself all all trimmed up you post it with a hashtag one titty hmt and then you fucking entered and you know what almost no one has entered so far so you got real high chances <laughs> you got real good chances of winning yourself a google home mini and a bunch of h every every fucking hmt sticker we got i'll send you so thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. <laughs> also, uh, mention again, nightchannels.com, the website where you'll get some of the coolest, most niche horror, metal, goth, satanic, all- satanic shirts you can find anywhere. Shirts and sweatshirts. And uh, do they have any other apparel? Oh, man. No, they got shirts and sweatshirts mostly. Um, They also have, uh, I believe they may... eh, I'm not going to speak out of turn here. But I'm I'm, I'm still looking at the shirts. I got... (laughs) I got a hoodie that I kind of want here. It's Uh called Vampiros Lesbos. (laughs) And that one looks great. Yeah. They even got a Mac and Me. Remember Mac and Me? They got they got a Galaxy of Terror. Have you ever seen Galaxy of Terror? No. It's like a cheap knockoff of Alien, and it's fucking wacky. Remember Crawl or Scroll? Crawl. Scroll. No, Crawl. Okay. K-R-U-L-L. Oh, yeah, yeah, Crawl. Yeah, right. yeah. Scroll is Marvel comics. It's a very, is the it's movie. A very similar movie to Crawl, only okay. it's sci-fi instead of fantasy. So yeah, check them out at nightchannels.com. Just browse. You, you're going to find something that you think is cool. One-of-a-kind designs um, featuring some of your favorite niche horror movies um, and blockbusters as well. I mean, they've got Aliens. They've got... Um, Aeon Flux. Remember that Aeon Flux commercial uh, yeah. where her eye and all the eyelashes? They got that exact image on mm-hmm. there. Oh, man. Aeon Flux was the best. Yeah. Okay. So... Other things you can support is us at patreon.com, patreon.com slash horror movie talk. There you'll find several different tiers of perks, but also, I mean, honestly, you're just helping us out directly. And that is the greatest gift you can give yourself, isn't it? Yes. No. You also get uh, <laughs> another af- another podcast called The Afterpod, where we leave the mics running. Um, also, we'll send you a little thank you card with some stickers and... Um, yeah, just little perks. Check it out. And I don't want to go over all of them, but there's something that you'll like at least or be tempted by. And a lot of those stickers, well, basically all of them were drawn by our hard fucking artist, Dustin Goble, mm-hmm. who, uh, if you head on over to his Instagram at dgobel 0 that's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram, you can check out all of his fucking work. And give him, you know, toss him a couple of ducats and, you know, maybe he'll, maybe you can, you can, you can get onto his schedule. He's, he's a fucking busy man because he's got a lot of, a lot of fucking to do and Mm -hmm. it's hard to fit all the fucking into a 12 hour day. Mm -hmm. He works 12 hour days, not eight hour days. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he's a family man. You know, it's fuck, 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 fuck. And then go home and hang out with the kids. Mm-hmm. So you can get on that schedule, commission yourself some art from him, and you'll be helping him out and us out. If you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Thanks again. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. 
Okay. So let's continue this conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, let's. So I get what you're saying that it's it's a very strong like um perspective of she's wrong in being this zealous and um especially towards the end. It, it makes it more especially yeah, it, makes it, it more the clear. movie states its fucking case against religion very strongly. I mean for me though, I mean it's less nefarious and there's a more there's more um Nuance. It's not nefarious. It's not there, nefarious. It's it's disrespectful and shitty. Okay. Well, I mean, I think there's a little more wiggle room or a little more ambiguity in the beginning, and the in the middle, because uh, really, it starts out with Maud being portrayed as naive and um, maybe a little. Um, I mean, definitely devout, devout but, new, but new to religion, but she's earnest. Yes. So, I mean, when she, there's definitely like a little bit of her being uppity mm. and her thinking she's, she has the answers and other people don't, I mean, which is kind of a feature of religion. I mean, it, it just is. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're really into it and you believe that that this is the truth, there's a certain aspect of you that, like, it's your responsibility to go tell people why it's right and why what they think is wrong. Right, and it it does a good job of setting up Maude at the start of the movie, uh, right? Which is, um, what we get to learn is that basically she's kind of a new convert to... Yeah, I mean, that's revealed about... I don't know, 20 minutes in. Yeah. It's not super, super early. It's kind of in the first act. It, It adds a whole new dimension because you're introduced to her and... I mean, I had a question whether she was a nun or not. Like right. she's very, very devout. Like praying, like pretty con- constantly. Obviously, had a, a ton of like a like a little um, shrine set up in her in her room. Right. Very very plain. Very like um, uh, what was they called? I, I don't know. It's, she had pared down her belongings to right. a tremendous degree in order to maintain simplicity so that she can... Like, there's a lot inferred, but there's also a lot that's plainly spoken to you of, like, I'm new to this. I also, like... I, and, well, I and mean, then, what, what, what do you say is she's new to this before she literally just says it? Oh, like, no. What, what points to that? No, I'm, I'm, not saying there's, I'm not saying there's anything right away that points to later you get you get evidence right that that she's new to it but but no the movie does a good job of um of basically telling you where she's coming from which is i just kind of got here into into religion um and then she kind of states her motivation um Mm -hmm. which i take to be uh the moment when she's she says um you know the my motivation is to win souls for God. Right. And that's the and specifically highest... when get a man to convert Amanda and to save her soul. Right. Before she dies. It is my it is now my job and my duty mm-hmm. to help this woman find God. This woman who I'm taking care of as what, what, I'm a convalescence nurse. Is that hospice nurse? Hospice nurse. Um, yeah. So I, I have to help this woman who I'm almost a live in nurse with um, mm-hmm. to tr- transition into christianity before she dies or catholicism i suppose before she dies well it's kind of a moment where amanda shows 
signs that she's open to it and all of a sudden that flips a switch in in mod yes like i don't think mod went into it with the the goal of i'm going to um save amanda's soul it's like she realized that there's a chance and that amanda is open to it even though she has a past that's you know would signify that she's worldly and not probably that interested in yes and being saved in the end of her life um and i think mod sees a little bit of her in amanda because we're told that mod you know had a you know was a sinner or like pretty a normal person had a pretty wild yeah you know um let's not young s- young adulthood let's not slut shame bryce i mean <laughs> let's not sl- let's not slut shame i mean she was a partier like we're we're told that eventually that like she's she's been she used to be seen around town a lot pretty thick um yeah you know uh, yeah it, it it's it's um it's interesting how that switch gets flipped i want to i want to stay on that for a moment because amanda is charmed she's amanda is, is a previously a dance instructor like you've stated mm-hmm. and uh, of some high regard uh, decently a professional dancer like choreographer like she's a ran known, a studio yeah. um you know got, got wrote books yeah um and uh and you know lived lived a life of you know uh a lot of partying a lot of a lot of socializing a lot of partying the, the things you might expect someone who does well um to to partake in mm-hmm. if they're not particularly religious or mm-hmm. um and and you know if they enjoy living quote quote unquote living life well i mean let's not i mean you could definitely be religious and be a partier right i suppose so but but i'm but i'm saying quote unquote living life you know sure. like really fucking breaking this puppy in you know right, like right no stone unturned let's have a good time because we're gonna die eventually right and she becomes charmed with this really naive looking girl who i'm sure she sees something of herself in uh, as you know she was a young girl at one point and was naive to the world and and that's the moment where she she like um she kind of like gives her a present what she sees as a present she's like i'm going to pretend with you in a very quaint and charming way to be very interested in this thing that you so clearly want me to be interested in. You so clearly want to right. share with me your religion. And it's the only thing that you have right now. The only thing that you're interested in, really. So I'll partake mm-hmm. with you. I'll mm-hmm. I'll turn the TV off and be respectful while you pray over supper. Um, I'll pretend to feel the presence of God as you do. Almost Almost sexually, Maud feels seems to have fits when she yeah. feels God's presence. Definitely, feeling of ecstasy comes with Maud's prayers being answered. So, I mean, this is the other thing is that there's a. I mean, it's pretty plain what they're doing with Amanda, but at the same time, there's enough room for ambiguity of like, even for the viewer, it's like, well. Is Amanda actually opening up? Right. Is she is she open to having kind of a religious awakening in her last days, which right. is not 
impossible. No, to, like, it's not impossible. And to be honest with you, even with the end seemingly like pretty rock solid as that's a no, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not clear because it's view we view the ending through mods. Right. Crazy glasses. So we don't really know what was said at the end. So this is necessarily. What, this is what makes this movie most interesting for me. And maybe this is where I'm. I'm seeing all the ambiguity is that it's really, really great telling the story from Maud's perspective. Right. And it's an unreliable narrator, so you don't really quite know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But also, it feels very rich in the fact that Maud isn't completely defined you know she's not necessarily an archetype she's still like figuring it out right and you see her have uncertainty and doubts and like going back on the path that she set out for herself and then recommitting yeah um, several times to where it's you know her being tempted so it's not like she is a set in stone like this is a unstoppable force she, meets she is, immovable object she is a thing. she is a flawed individual a classically flawed follower of god uh but also a zealot yeah um but you know she realizes she's intelligent she's very smart so she realized i mean jesus was tempted you know like we don't get like 20 years of that dude's life right presumably because Shit's tough when you learn your God. Right. You know? So. Um, so, yeah. The the other thing is, like. Go in, fuck some hookers or something. In terms of the ambiguity, like, maybe I was overthinking it, but I was like, they could t- take this in a lot of different ways. They could go, like, realist, just like that there's nothing, and she, like, uh just basically has her world torn apart and they could go like just straight up slasher and have her turn crazy and kill her kill amanda they could have it go like a bait and switch where it's like an occult thing or there i don't know for some reason there was enough wiggle room in what they were telling about mods worship that it, it could have been that she was like yeah. I, at one point I thought like, is she actually worshiping the devil and they're not telling us they're not giving us that information. Maybe I was just right. putting blinders on some stuff cause that's not what happened. But there's a little, there's things like, I mean, her chosen saint is Mary Magdalene, which kind of has a, I mean, I don't know that much about sainthood and, and that stuff, but I know that kind of the story with Mary Magdalene is she's associated with possibly being a prostitute and that she that mentioned that they don't make, those necklaces she had to special order it or get it made yeah to have mary magdalene on her necklace and i was like is that code for something and like is it is she getting bait and switched by the devil where it's like yeah oh yeah it's yeah you're actually it, well and i can see why how, because there's a there's the a trailer sets you up to think the way you're thinking right and but then, i didn't view the trailer until after i viewed the movie and i was like oh shit the trailer shows a totally different take on the whole thing it's, i mean I, I hadn't seen the trailer for months so i don't okay. remember anything from it but okay. i do remember and i mean just like the religious experiences that she had it were so sensual and like yeah that it's like what is when you when you think about like ecstasy and you know spiritual fucking you're usually Ew. you're usually thinking about satan and like like the 
like a Black Sabbath, you know, well, like the end of the witch is is basically. It reminded me a lot of the end of the witch several times in this movie where she's like she's floating, yeah. she's coming, <laughs> she's like she's having a real good time in these spiritual experiences, and and it's told from her perspective. So you, there's this idea of this is actually happening. And it's actually supernatural. Ew, David. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, you're you're right. I f- I feel like if you you just you just closing your mind to how cool God is. You know, God's <laughs> probably a pretty cool guy. I, and yeah, he could give you he could give you a little little touch on the dick every now and then. Yeah, I mean, that was one of my notes. Was like, what would be the what would the world be like if God answered your prayers by making you come? <laughs> shit what well I, I guess the the answer to all your prayers the, I guess all your prayers better be I hope I come <laughs> but what if Ew. it wasn't what if it's like David. David, hey, David. God I lost my car keys could you help me guide guide me to find <gasps> the, uh, oh, 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 oh oh they're on the counter oh thank you God oh like, yay David yay yeah that's <laughs> Can you just give me a real clear sign? Oh! <laughs> oh! Wow! Please, Thank you, God. Please, God, my five-year-old daughter is dying of cancer. Please take it away from her. Oh! Oh! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Just, man, there'd be a lot more believers. I what mean, it wouldn't be a bad, wouldn't be a bad strategy. Yeah, just that'd saying. Be great. Uh, man, get a finger in the butt. <laughs> That'd be a very different version God, of, of the roof of the Sistine Chapel. God, just give me one. <laughs> just tongue like, my butthole a little bit. God, oh, re- oh, oh, hello. I think that was the original <laughs> original version of Michelangelo's, you know, masterwork in the Sistine Chapel. Ew, no, David. God reaching out a finger, mm-hmm. and then it was originally it was just Adam, you know, ass up. <laughs> <laughs> Did Michelangelo also do David? Uh, yeah. Oh shit! So he he did David. It's not David. <laughs> he did. I've seen it. Snap. I've seen the actual David statue. I didn't know they brought it over here to Clark County. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to actually go to Florence. To well, see it. Where is that? Is that in Texas? <laughs> Texas got everything over there. There's a Florence, Texas. They I got think. more tigers. In captivity in Texas than there are tigers in the wild in the whole world. Well, I'll be damned. You tell me they don't have Michaels, David? <laughs> Get out of here. So Joe Rogan tells me. Um, so, say mod. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's these moments of, like her visions and you get to see like what she's experiencing. And again, it's like an unreliable narrative. And so you're, you're always like, well, that's not really happening, but that's the thing. Like it could be happening. It's her experience. Cause that's kind of how the witch ended was like, Oh no, this is very real. Except (laughs) that they, they told pretty early on that the witch was real, you know, with the baby mush Mm. stuff. Um, so, well, but that baby... I didn't go missing, David. The FBI knew where I was the entire time. The FBI knew where that baby was the whole time. <laughs> In the witch. 
Um, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I mean, it's pretty, it's, yeah, she is an unreliable narrator and, but it's made very clear that these are visions she is having, right? Yeah. And especially towards the end. Cause it'll, and the bar scene when she sees the, the beer spinning, she's like, holy shit, the beer spinning. And then it shows a still shot of the beer not spinning. Right. You know, so it's like, this isn't happening. It's, well, it's just, right, it's but just that's, subtly going, she's fucking nuts. Yeah, but that's all in the third act, too. I mean, that's that's sure. like when it's like really revealing everything. When she's like coming on the couch from being answered in prayer or when she talks about being able to hear the Lord's voice. Yeah. It's all vague enough to where you're like, could she actually be? Right. And, like it's, and, and there's a moment in the third act when... She, when you get to hear the Lord's voice, right? Where it's not vague at all. Yeah, you gotta get your hand out of your junk. Mm. Stop. Gotta scratch oh all that God. great manscaped goodness. Um. So yeah, there's a point where you actually get to hear God talking to her, and and it is, it's done so perfectly. Yeah. It's done so um, so in such a neutral way. You're like, oh Jesus, is this the devil? Right. Is this the devil fucking talking to right. her? But also, it's like this is so kind and like and loving. Kind yeah, of. it's so ambiguous. So I um, I wrote down in my notes like, what language is this? Because it it sounds like an actual language. It sure does. Is it not? And so I, I looked up on IMDb, and this is like one of the two bits of trivia is that um, it's in Welsh. Oh wow! And actually, the voice of God is God. Is, they uh, got God to do a rare appearance. No, it's Morphid Clark. Oh, the girl? The girl that plays Maud, and it's pitched down. It's her speaking Welsh, pitched down. <gasps> that's the most telling part of this whole... That answers yeah. every question. Right. Really, that says that says it all, because if if they're making... If they're intentionally making it her voice, that's just her talking to herself, right? Technically speaking. Right. They're counting on you going and looking up the trivia and then going, oh... It just means she's talking to herself. Kind of a, a kind of a fourth wall break. Yeah. Kind of um, nice. Another thing that's we haven't even really talked about in this movie. There's a very large feature that I found very interesting. I did too. The flagellation was the fa- flagellation. Yeah, and like the the pain for penance kind of thing. And it's this concept that I've I've. I knew about it before, but I, I hadn't really looked into it very much. This concept of mortification in the Catholic doctrine. Um, so let me just read some some excerpts from Wikipedia just as a stepping off point. So the Roman Catholic Church has often held mortification of the flesh, literally putting the flesh to death as a worthy spiritual discipline. Catholics believe that God, who in their view by his divine nature cannot change, has united with changing human nature and therefore with human pain, the eye of the second person suffers and feels pain. So Jesus Christ suffers and feels pain. Thus, a Christian who is united to Jesus Christ through pain is one with his infinite act of saving the world. So there's this concept of like all of your experiences or what you are unified with like 
God and Jesus Christ through your own experience. And so your pain is his pain because he experienced all your pain. So when you feel pain, that's basically being united with God and like that experience. This is, this is really very interesting and it, and it has a lot. Um, it, 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 I'm going to call back to what I said earlier in this episode where everybody's experience, where I mentioned that everybody experiences reality kind of on their own terms. And the truth is, very almost impossible to pin down kind of not real just because of everybody's different experience with things as they happen just on a second by second basis but it seems to me that the one undeniable thing in all of life is pain oh yeah nobody who's in pain can deny it nobody who experiences pain can get away from it and there's something clarifying about pain, and um, and I get it. Like, I really do get it. Like, I take cold showers now kind of for this reason of it. Like, it, it's, it's unpleasant, but it's also, it's also clarifying. Mm-hmm. It, it helps you to v- very, very tightly narrow your focus on what's kind of real, you know? And this shit she does is kind of that same, I think it gives her that same kind of high of like, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm working toward a goal. Like I'm like, I'm not so important. Reality of my quest is important. Saving this person's soul is important. Right. Being one with God is important. Right. So, I mean, it kind of ramps up this, um, this pain for penance and and it is pretty subtle. The, the this is early, the vast majority of my notes is I've I've just taken notes on all the things that she did. Like one of the earliest things was um when she's talking to the homeless man mm-hmm. and she she uh she blesses him, she gives him some change and it says uh I have it here to say the home said my may God bless you and never waste your pain. Right. Which is a weird thing to say right and the homeless guy's like what the fuck and she's like nothing bye. Like, nothing bye well thank you god bless you too um but then it, it ramps up so you see that i she's- noticed it real early on she, she had a lighter in her hand and she'd flick the lighter on and burn herself just a little bit and it was just i didn't and then that. also at the very start she slept on top of her sheets she didn't, oh, didn't get into that. her bed hmm. she slept on top of her sheets the the one that like I've heard before this reminded I think that I read this in Les Miserables but um, the part where she was kneeling on grains of rice Popcorn. while she was praying yeah and like that's you cannot appreciate how painful that is or how uncomfortable that is to just kneel on hard little bits of something on yeah. a hard floor yeah and um, and I know that was a thing it's kind of like keep you focused keep you focused yeah kind of thing you're not going to fall asleep if you're feeling pain um and then it kind of ramps it up to where like the point where it is obvious that she's self-harming yeah like there's you see scars and like um very much like a um like a cutter you know yeah someone that cuts themselves to feel feel sidetrack have you ever seen sharp objects that's one you should watch on on HBO. That's a good good show with Amy Adams. Oh, okay. Um 
Amy Adams. Oh, damn. And it ramps up to the point towards the end when she pokes nails through this picture of a saint's tax, some tax, and puts them in her shoes to step on. And that was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Like when she steps in those in those shoes and screams out in, in agony. Like, I've been there. I have, I have been there. My There was a point where my parents were remodeling their house when I was a teenager. And uh, and so they had all the floor torn up. Uh-huh. And they had the tack strips down, you know, that keep the, keep the carpet on. And so I'm walking around the house at night or something. And I... Oh, boy, man. Those tacks are needles. They're just needles. Yeah. And uh, and I I put one foot on it. And I... Oh, I was mid-step. I was in motion. I put one foot on it all my way, and I was like, oh! and I can still feel the, the, the all the hackles on my body just raise up. And then, because I'm still in motion, I put my other foot down on the same tack strip. Jesus Christ. Like, oh! Is it just laying in the middle of the floor? Usually it's on, like, the sideboards and stuff. Right. Well, it was a transition. So there was a kitchen... Uh, that had a wall removed. So now there was space where there wasn't space before. I'm shivering. Oh, it hurt so bad. It was excruciating. And to walk on that, because then it shows her like edging around town. And this is in Blackpool, I think. Blackpool, England. Yeah. Because I was like, it kept showing, you might be confused because it keeps saying, Coney Island, Coney Island. But there's a Coney Island in Blackpool, England. I was like, I didn't know there were so many English people in New York. <laughs> but is it? It's no, it's a, it's a little community in, uh, in uh, England. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. And then just the shot of Wales. like, I don't know. of her walking in those shoes and you see like kind of just the hint of blood, uh, like leaking through on the soles. You're like, uh, I mean, this is. That third act is something else. Like, Brutal. Like whatever, whatever the end message is, or however nihilistic or atheist it wants to be. Like, it was intense for me. Like, I was, I was like really feeling a lot of suspense. I, I didn't. Uh, it it really did feel like a foregone conclusion to me. Huh. Um, the one spot where the movie actually got kind of interesting was where she kind of started to falter for me. Yeah. Uh, where she's where she like makes eyes at a dude and then jerks him off in the corner of this bar. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, what the what the fuck? And that was like literally it was just her like giving away a jerk. Right. You know, like, here you go. I'm going to jerk you off now. Like at first she makes eyes at him. He's like, hey, that, that bitch is making eyes on me here. And then the next thing you know, she's just finishing, you know. Ouch, David. Ouch, David. <laughs> oh, not that one. This one. Oh, yay, David. Yay. <laughs> yeah, she's finishing jerking this dude off. And he, and then he just walks away because pff, he doesn't well, want to Well, she walked away first. Yeah, she's like, it's kind of a It's kind of a weird thing where she like, yeah. she, all right, she, we're, she we're done. We walked, she walked away and then he... I'm done with you now. And then he comes out of the bathroom and she's like kind of like making hopeful eyes that he's going to come over and sit with her or something. And then he just walks off and leaves with his friend. Yeah. What would you do? (laughs) Like, yeah, get the fuck out of there. It was like, okay, this is weird. Just got a hand job from a girl like, and she's shows no other interest. So I don't want to 
be in the same bar with that person because that's very awkward. Hmm. And I've gotten what I've come for. <laughs> so let's go somewhere else. Maybe I, there's other, just like uh, girls in another bar that are going to chuck me You can't up. strike gold twice. You can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your night's over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when you're in that refractory I, period, I think I, like, you oh, have a yeah. lot of clarity. you got to like, take into account the refractory, the, the, the clarity. You're like, what am I doing here? I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. Um, anyways, you and then parallel parking in a burka, David. Just try it. It's very clear that she's very lonely in this bar when she has this moment of you know trying to yeah. reinvigorate her, you know, living, living. I don't want to say that she was being a slut. Mm, you cause, shouldn't because there's no such thing. Um, but she was definitely like looking at other people that were laughing and trying to laugh just very awkwardly, and then she goes home with a with a guy when she's very very drunk and she fucks the shit out of him <laughs> and then he was a real dick yeah he got real lascivious after after well, they had sex he basically raped her uh yeah yeah it was it was a weird uh it was an uncomfortable couple of minutes there i'll say uh, i mean to, uh, i mean they almost raped each other because like yeah it was, was very strange she was really going at it hard and and he was like reaching up to kind of be involved she's like get your fucking hands off me you know yeah it's like i'm doing a thing yeah which i would not not enjoy i am pregnant to last five years <laughs> so can i start sex <laughs> so so then she's like riding him hard and then she's like uh never mind she jumps off of him then he goes you know to finish the the job she's like no 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 she's like no she says like no once i think and she's like no danger ops prangent sex will it hurt baby top of his head will it hurt the baby and then he and he, he uh he has sex with her anyways forces up. forced entry yeah f- finishes off and then as he's leaving he's like hey i recognize you you're that you're that girl that used you're that to real like, slutty girl that used to be all slutty. She's like, no, sluts don't exist. No, she didn't say that. But um, but yeah, he was a real, he, yeah. The, you know, I I draw the line at rape. That's where I kind of I'm like, you're a real jerk. Yeah, up until rape, <laughs> I'm with you all the way. <laughs> well, you said it, not me. Uh, you disgust me. Uh, Just wait until the audio clip of that comes out. <laughs> so then she she hears the voice of God, and then she recommits to, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the Lord, and goes, like, all in to where she's like, this is where it turns the page of, like, okay, this is starting to get dangerous, because she's starting to get, like, she was very, she was obsessed before, or, or like, very focused before, but now she is, like... It's a renewed vigor. Yeah, it's, like, obsessed with, like, you know what you need to do. Right. You know? Um, what was I going to say? Um, should we, should we uh, get, get the end of this out? Should we tell what the end of this is? Yeah. So, I mean, she goes back to Amanda's place, basically breaks in... I, I should I should mention just real just real quick because I don't want this little this little tidbit to go unnoticed. There is some decent tension between Amanda and um 
and Maud at this point. Maud has been fired because... Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention the reason why she got fired. Right. So Why don't you go and fuck off, then? You go. Oh, How can you snap? 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 What good? Bastard. How can she slap? So there's... A, yeah, we've just skipped over... I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this movie. Well... Like, there's... I mean, it's all it's all kind of uh, one thrust, you know? It's 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 it's, it's, it's in a very distinct direction. I see this as much more multifaceted and com- complex than, than you do, I think. Because I think it's a really good character study of Maude and even of, of Amanda well, j- to where it's not nailed down they're complex they have different motivations let Um, me summarize this real quick and you see if if you have anything to add once i get done so um at some so it is established pretty early on in the movie that amanda still enjoys sexual visitors she has a man come over Mm -hmm. she enjoys imbibing alcohol she likes to quote live life Mm -hmm. she likes to she wants to get all the living in that she can before she dies because she's on her deathbed and she's not bad looking if she puts a wig on so (laughs) so you know go for it girl i say i say get it her babies her babies (laughs) my babies and so uh one of the people that she has sexual relations with is a young woman who seems to be a prostitute of some sort an escort at least what yes because she's paying her i mean maude even says that and the girl says yes well she says she's given her money but i don't think she's a prostitute i think she's a girlfriend she's a girl who shows up with a call and then accepts money uh for showing up and performing sexual dances and shit for yeah amanda well this is a gray area of like where do you where do you say you know is a girlfriend a prostitute you're spending a I, I lot think of money at the on the exchange of money. I think that's when it when it comes down to money for sex. I mean, she granted she is a friend. Um, I think she she does have somewhat of an, a relationship with her, but I, I think, don't know. When you're talking about a rich person and like a close like friend, like friends give friends money. Sure. Yeah. Friends. I never got friends. the. I never got the friends impression jerk that it was, each other off all the time. I never got the impression that it was an exchange for sex. I thought it was they were close okay. sexual partners. Agree to and disagree. There was there was a uh, support. Very well. That's that. It doesn't really matter uh, to me. Uh, it's it can be that way. Um, anyway, so Mod at this point. That that Amanda is seeing this young lady. Maude has she's also dialed in. She's she's got she's got it in her head. I have to save mm-hmm. Amanda. So now she all sexual visitors. She's which just happens to be this woman at this point. She she kind of puts a moratorium on that. And she approaches also, this. Young, also, there's there's a little aspect of her her definitely being attracted to Amanda. Like when she yes. sees those posters of Amanda, like it's framed as like a temptation kind of thing mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. she's feeling feelings she definitely so enjoys a, helping her as well like in the tub <laughs> so there's a bit of jealousy there's a little between, finger touch there's a little pinky touch right between Maud and and carol is the girlfriend's name mm. or prostitute whichever one you want to call her um 
And yeah, Maude tells Carol that she's got to get you, out. Can you please fuck off? In like, not so many, in a very kind way, she says, don't. And basically saying, like, Amanda's going through a spiritual awakening right now. She doesn't need distraction. And, like, Carol's like, okay, I get, I'm going to go. She's like, oh, really? You're in, You're really going to not come back again? Like, kind of a naive Yeah, sure, whatever, Maude, whatever. And so when don't when, don't let her know that I told you not to do that. <laughs> so when Amanda has a party and Carol's there, like all of a sudden Maud is like very offended, you know. Yes. Because she doesn't realize that no one's listening to you, Maud. Right. You're a nurse. You can't tell your patient what to do and control them. And there's an element of her trying to control Amanda. Um, and and they, Amanda, make, so, they, they make some decent fun of Maud at the party. Uh, they, you know, they. They dress her up as a saint, and they kind of parade her around, and then she she is, and then she slaps Amanda. She 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 because Amanda says some some nasty shit to her about. How about could she God. slap? <laughs> says some nasty shit to her about God, and um, and so she slaps her, and she gets fired. Yeah, and so that's pretty much the end of the story between those two women until uh, she and and. Throughout the movie, Maud is kind of like uh, kind of staying in the background, kind of watching uh, Amanda from afar, thinking about her, like keeping in touch with her new hospice nurse, etc. Stalking is what you would call it. I mean, she was stalking. It's vaguely stalking. (laughs) Okay, well, agree to disagree again. (laughs) But uh, she's keeping tabs. You know, she knows where she lives. She's she's convalesced, Uh so it's not like she can go very far. Anyway, so she she breaks into Amanda's place and okay, this is the important thing about the ending. She's Maud is given a couple outs, and this is what's interesting to me because um, before she goes to Amanda's place and like the inevitable happens, um, her friend comes visit comes and visits her and is like, hey, you know, you know, I apologize for for not being mindful of you and and uh you know I wanted to come back and keep in touch and ask her about her life and and all these things. So this whole thing where she looks very very lonely and is craving human connection, all of a sudden she has an opportunity for it. But she's already like she's committed. transcended that. God she's, just got done speaking to her. She's committed to a path. We see like a bottle of acetone, mm-hmm. which we're not quite sure yeah. what that's for. And she has a a bottle of water. Or that might be acetone. I'm not sure. And then, so she kind of, like, pushes the friend out. She's like, nope, I'm not not interested right now. I got important things to do. And then she goes to Amanda's. And then the other part where it's an out is Amanda, when she sees Maude, pretty much immediately apologizes and is actually pretty graceful about, like, I did you wrong. Like, I'm sorry. This is my reasoning. I just wanted you to live your life. I'm, I, like... It, it wasn't kind of me, and I know that you're only trying to, you know, do this from a good place in your heart. And um, but but and you see but, that that Maude is kind of processing it. She's like, Whoa. but that's not all. That's not all. Amanda says it's done from a place of of superiority. Well, okay. So here's here's what happens. It is. She, she, it is. It is. It's done from a place of of moral superiority or intelligence. Sure. She she's like you're so naive. You're so, you're still on about this. Well, it's so it's two sides of the same coin. It's like there's the religious people that look at 
at worldly people and say like they're wrong and this is the truth. Yes, it which was. Is, which yes, is it God. was those two clashing. And then for there's sure. the worldly people that look at religious people and be like, well, they're delusional. This is reality, and this is yeah. blah blah blah. So the first thing she says is basically apologize, and then what her mod's reaction? There's like a beat where she's like, uh, oh, I didn't expect you. To apologize and be graceful kind of thing. Right. And then she immediately goes into, no, but we have to save your soul. And she, like, kind of goes into the religious iconography right. kind of Here's kind my of stuff. spiel. You listen to my spiel now. And then and then Ma- Amanda goes from, like, apologizing gracious and, and being, like, you know, trying to amenable to flips the switch to, like, okay, you got to shut the fuck up. No, no, no. It doesn't happen like that. Maude reaches into her bottle of holy water and... Puts the cross on yeah. her head, and it makes a little tss sound. Yeah. And and Amanda recoils. So there's this so there's this vague suggestion of, oh, shit. Is this a fucking demon or a devil or something? <laughs> like, is Maud, re- is this all real? And, and her reaction is of such disgust, or of such, not necessarily disgust, it's like, just like, come on. Can we be done with this already? Right. So it's so vague. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's it's unreliable because it's from Maud's perspective. Right. And but I, what you're given is Amanda's like, okay, I'm uh, I'm trying to be nice, but you gotta stop. You, you, gotta you stop. can't. You gotta stop trying to save me. Like, like. And then she says basically the the thesis statement of the movie, mm-hmm. which is Amanda saying. You must be the loneliest girl I've ever known. Right. And I think that's the key for this movie is that's what the real story of, of Maude is, is that she's so lonely and isolated that she, and she clings on to whatever's at hand yeah. to define herself. Right. And, uh, and then it goes like full on like delusion and Amanda basically turns into a demon and starts like attacking mod well, well she says you know god's not real like it's she doesn't turn into a demon she continues to talk to her she's so put off by uh mod's persistence that she goes you know this yeah. isn't real right like yeah. god's not real it's just you and me in this room right. i wish there were more but you have no idea how boring it is to be dying how terribly yeah just d- basically saying any the the religious experience that i showed you was fake it right was, i was bored i was, I was faking i was and fucking I was, with you i was bored so i so i fucked with you to, but not just fuck with you i was kind of being nice and but really like there's nobody here yeah and then you see Maud crumbling you see her her in the realization that oh my god i've she was fucking with me when she said she felt it she never really felt it oh my god god's not real and at that moment, that's when it goes full, full R word yeah. with the thing. Then Amanda, then Amanda goes, it was so easy to break you. I can't believe that's, that's all it took was me telling you that God didn't exist. Yeah. And now you're like, which might've been an actual line, but then it transitions into like demon scary CGI mode. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Very quick, tasteful cut of like her being like, Rah. yeah. And um, so Maude kills her with, like, scissors. Fucking kills the shit out of her. Yeah. And that was 
really disturbing. And then she goes, and then she like is shown with like angel wings. <laughs> yeah, it was as th- it was as though she battled for God. That was the yeah. way it was portrayed to me. Is is she felt. Like she was battling for God. Yeah, and then she like goes down to the beach, and we see this weird, like spiraling hole in the clouds, like kind of like a ascension <laughs> signifier of like, come, come up to God now. Right. There's the same spiral that we saw in the beer. It's the mm-hmm. same spiral that we saw in the sky, mm-hmm. uh, starting to come uh, come together earlier. Yeah. And then so she soaks herself with this bottle of acetone. She's in, like, bedsheet robes. And then she sets herself aflame. And then we see it from her perspective, which is the beach full of people, like, realize, like... Her holiness. Her holiness and bow to her. And then for a fraction of a second before the credits, we see her charred and agonizingly screaming yeah burning burning alive alive that that is my biggest issue with this movie is i did not need that last no quarter second i loved it it was the worst part it was i loved it 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 smacked you in the face with the well, well there it is she's just dying and burning flames but I, I can see another way you might interpret this um, as I'm as I'm scorning it, which is it's just two sides of the same coin. You know, yeah. maybe, yeah. you know, maybe she really is transcending or she's experienced both of it. Right. She's experiencing both because she's like transcendent and like saying like this is this is the ultimate, you know, uh, you know, connection with God, but also in the same second realizing I'm burning alive. This is the worst possible thing to possibly happen. Oh my god, I regret this immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I regret lighting myself on fire. No, it's and and it helps to bring it into a little bit better perspective with the the, the little bit on flagellation that you you mentioned earlier which is, you know, pain mm-hmm. unites you with uh with God in in her belief. Right. And uh but I really do I really do think it was an error to show the burning. I did not. I think it had. I think it had a, a better punctuation. Her just having brutally murdered a woman and then transcending. I think I think with the burning. I don't like it. I think it, it puts too too neat a punctuation on the whole thing. I, I I would rather it be more ambiguous, but I'm trying to think of what the, there's a movie that does that where it's like American psycho does that. Yeah. The Joker does that. Um, there's, there's a lot of movies that leave it very open ended yeah. and, and, um, so that I was thinking about that. What are, what are the types of movies? Because like, kind of the the deal with this is with, that it's making God or the worship of God as dangerous or evil or scary, which is like within that realm of like, no, this is this can be very dark. The worship of God, and yeah. that's very interesting to me. It is. It is. There is an element of like, yes, this obviously can go very wrong. Yeah. I mean, there's wars and torture and stuff attributed to a very earnest belief in God and that this is what God wants. And there's always that like, well, what's 
causing that and how does that work and that's what's interesting for me if you like movies that kind of explore that i, I thought of um so there's frailty okay kind of does that um take shelter hmm. kind of has that element and noah darren aronofsky's noah darren aronofsky made a movie called noah was this one of his first no was it's this like, recent it's uh right before his last one it's it's right before mother i think Mother was like 12 or so. Huh. Interesting. I didn't see Noah. I, I got to I gotta watch that. Yeah, it's, it gets right. It's, it's probably one of his least. Actually, movies. Mother is another example. Yeah. 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 Mother, too. Actually. Yeah. yeah. But that's more like allegory. It's not it's not saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's much more um, a depiction of. But yeah, it's definitely like an element of worshiping God being yeah, dangerous. I, problematic. I, I don't like, I, do, I don't like where I think a lot of people will take this movie. I think that's one, also one of my big problems with this movie is that it's, it furthers <clears throat> this weird obsession with, with telling others how to think. Well, I think it's, uh, I think anyone that analyzes this movie in one dimension is, is not seeing the point or not getting the, the full effect because I think I think it does a pretty good job of being multifaceted and showing a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different like ways to process the same information yeah and I find that really interesting yeah I do too I, I, I mean it was definitely an interesting movie in in, in some regards the um, uh, let me let me open up my notes here one thing that I thought I thought about a lot and I'm sure you did too was just the 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 contrast between Amanda and Maud. You know? Right. One one of these girls you know really made a mark on the world by by with her body. Uh-huh. Basically, you know, using the expression of her body through dance to become successful and famous and she enjoyed living and all of all of the um gluttony or all of the um lust that you can uh that you can cram into a life and the other one um rejected that like did that and went this is not the way and it's kind of these two totally opposite paths and one kind of sees the other and goes, oh, sweetie. And the other looks back at that one and goes, oh, sweetie. And that's an interesting yeah. contrast. Yeah. Um, is this, both of them are looking at each other in pity. Mm-hmm. And that's, the I I kind of like that yeah. element of it. Yeah, yeah. So. I think it's, uh, regardless of how much you like it or are going to like it, it's a really interesting movie. Like, it's, I think it's definitely worth seeing. I, I yeah I would I would definitely watch it, and I think it's definitely I mean obviously as you can hear here it's it's going to inspire a conversation with friends if you oh watch it with them. Yeah. yeah, can you down a twenty foot water slide pegnat? Can you? So, um, final recommendations watch for it. you. Watch it. Yeah, okay. watch the movie. All righty, let's go into it. Came from social media. Yeah. 
Yes, it came from social media. To fill the world with terror. To bring you unforgettable suspense. <coughs> what was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? So it came from social media is just uh, our opportunity to review some something from our social media accounts, conversations, questions. Um, this one is a specific post that we wanted to talk about that David did. If y'all haven't uh, joined our Facebook group, um, you can do so. You just uh, you just answer a question or two, and then, uh, then we approve you to come on in, and we keep it free of um, a bunch of, you know, advertisements, except for occasionally our own. And, uh, and there's a bunch of really nice people. Like somebody gave away a movie, like a code for a movie on there. Um, and it's a lot of, for the most part, very respectful conversation about, uh, horror movies generally. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a good time. So you guys should, should join up. Um, I, I did ask a question there this week. So you asked the question, what was a horror movie that you were super excited about but ended up letting you down big time? Mine was Silent Hill. True. Yeah, Silent Hill. I went to see that in theaters and was just so um, so floored by the... <laughs> By the nothingness of that movie, just like the and 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 not only that, just the gratuitous ridiculous. Like the when I think there's a, a lady got raped with barbed wire, and I was like, okay, well, I'm done with this. This is dumb. Sounds like my kind of movie. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but a lot of people had a lot of very controversial opinions. Yeah, so I never heard of Midnight Man. That was the first response. Did you? Do you know what that is? I have no uh, idea. No, I don't know. I don't know anything about um, Man. Kitty said La Llorona, which 100%. 100%. 100%. That was a huge letdown. What a great trailer that did not pay off in the movie at all. What? what, what which movie is this? La Llorona. Oh, the Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, that was... That was a really rough so movie. So disappointing. Um, yeah, they had such a great trailer for that. That was the biggest disparity between the trailer and the actual movie. I'm going to look at the ones with comments underneath. So Angelica said Oculus. Um, Oculus was from Mike Flanagan. That was like his first feature, I think. Um, it was either Oculus or... Was Hush first? Hang I can't on. remember. Anyways, Oculus was, was one from Mike Flanagan, which consistently does great horror movies um here are two from elizabeth who's who i i agree with whole elizabeth and i we we agree on most movies she says host <laughs> which bryce liked a lot but i i just disliked that uh -huh. tremendously and then she also said the nun major letdown except for de set design totally agree great set design all the rest of the nun was just fucking bluck yeah it was i don't know i remember that movie as like fine like i i think whenever it gets to like series people have much higher expectations if you put the nun against la llorona like you the nun is way ahead of it to me uh, oh like, yeah they're oh, not yeah. they're not even close well well maybe they're close yeah they're kind of okay. close they're kind of close um nobody here Let's see. Another one. Dustin says Prometheus followed by Covenant, which... Boo! Boo! Okay, Covenant wasn't fantastic, but I, I really like Prometheus. A lot of people... I like Prometheus because I'm invested in the universe. 
of uh, of Alien. Tremendously so. Very, very, very much. To the extent that, I mean, I've seen all the extras for... I, I have all a lot of comics, you know, right. that go way, that date back to the early nineties. So maybe it made sense to you. Oh, it didn't oh make any God, sense yes. to me. It I'm didn't like, make any sense to you. Why? I cannot explain any characters' motivations in that movie okay, at the, all. The characters' motivations, yeah, it's it's a little flimsy. <laughs> it's a little flimsy. But I'm not interested in the characters' motivations. I'm interested in the motivations of of the uh, space jockeys of the. Um, <clears throat> yeah the the big white man yes the covenants yeah whoa no no they're not called the covenants uh the prometheus yeah the prometheus <laughs> and and the uh the origin of man how we are we were created in the space jockey's image yeah i read by a, the space jockey i read on reddit the original script was literally like included um the what do you, what do we call them? What, what do you call those that race of people? The big white men, uh, space jockeys. I call them space, space jockeys. I, there's another name for them that I can't recall right now. Anyways, they um, said that the reason why they wanted to kill humanity was because they created them, and then they brought. Then one of them explained. One of them explained to people. Um, their origin and and basically their 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 story, and that that space jockey was Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, I heard it. They took a human out and explained it to them, and then when that, yes, yes, Jesus came back and explained how things were and Thank how they you. should do it, then they killed him. Yeah, just like well, he made God angry. You rejected you rejected Christ, and therefore. So is that kind of like what's explored in Raised by Wolves? In HBO is that is there a connection between there is no direct connection that I can tell oh now thinking of it in terms of that no um, it raised by wolves is by the way is a fantastic sci-fi thriller show on HBO Max um, I really liked it it's pretty dry it's very similar to uh, to like uh, a lot of the alien or Ridley Scott universe kind of stuff but uh but yeah um they definitely have two factions they have the atheists and they have the theists the god the sun worshipers um magnus wrote the witch which is so shocked heresy heresy this is a man that that drove a whole a whole the all of the audience against us Mm -hmm. so that we had to review bats and then rats (laughs) it was awful and and this and you guys are going to take your cues from this Swede, uh, and I mean, and I mean, I think that maybe he didn't like the witch because it's about America mm. and and American colonialization and stick to itiveness, and so maybe he's maybe he's got a little bit of a maybe I'm not, I don't know mm, mm. you know okay. I don't know. He's um, awfully handsome. It's it's devilish how uh, how he sneaks in here with his good looks, and then he like plants a bunch of fucking seeds about how the witch is bad. Actually, lots of people in this thread said that they didn't like the witch. They were let down by the witch. Um, but, 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 
uh one that i could definitely see and is is a pretty widely held belief uh brightburn and it chapter two was a comment from alex i hated brightburn you liked it i liked it a lot I thought it was good. It Chapter 2 was a hot piece of garbage, I think. It, it Chapter 2 was disappointing. I don't think it was bad. I didn't get the people who don't like It Chapter 1. It Chapter 1 was fine to me. I, I liked it pretty good. Um, Dan, Daniel Jeff- Daniel <laughs> Lee says, he says the Meg, I waited 20 goddamn years, and that's the pile of shit that I'm presented. <laughs> um, Jeff R. says, we summon the darkness, or whatever the hell that bullshit was on Netflix, had Johnny Knoxville in it, too. That movie sucked ass, and Alexander Daddario never even dumped him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't dislike the movie, but uh, she didn't dump him out. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I've, I can understand why you're I'm, disappointed. I'm turning a corner a little bit here, but I mean, we always have True Detective. So, oh, uh, John says uh, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. I, anything anything by Rob Zombie is instantly a little bit in question by me. Although I went back and watched House of a Thousand Corpses recently, and it, it was a lot more fun, uh, goofy, goofy, wacky slasher fun than I uh, had recalled. A lot of people said The Witch. Yeah, um, I know. Someone said Midsummer. Um, I get it. I mean, I don't think it has the same impact as Hereditary. But I still think it's a fantastic Here's, movie. Giselle came at me hard. She says, The Witch, The Ring, and Paranormal Activity. She also says Veronica, but I don't know what that is. She says, uh, they were so hyped, and when I saw them, they were so meh. Look, The the Witch, The Ring, and Paranormal Activity? Those were all st- I think the secret... Okay, I think this is my secret. Like, never listen to the hype. Like, just don't do it. It's yeah. always it's always a losing thing. Even if it's good, it's going to suck once right. you see it. Right. I and I never trust it because of that. Um, what I look to is I find like a couple people that I trust that I'm like they have similar sensibilities. They're going to if they like this movie, like good chances, I, good chances. I'm not going to go in and say like I'm definitely going to like it, but it's worth seeing for me and I'll probably enjoy it. So like red letter media is definitely pretty consistent for me, even though I found myself disagreeing with them. Sure. Um, my friend, Kevin, like he'll, he'll bring some like hidden hidden gems. If it's possible to be, to be more critical than us, red letter media does it. Yeah. Like they're, they're, I'm pretty dissatisfied. But even even then, they like some movies that I dislike too. Yeah, like I'm like, really that one? Yeah. Um, Dustin is like, yeah, Dustin pretty cementing himself as one of those people. Yeah, Dustin came at us with Possessor, and uh, now Saint Maud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, so that's that's what I recommend. Find find your person, find your person to um, that matches your taste, and and just uh, you know. See what they've been seeing and see what they think. Yeah, Samantha says the lodge. Lots of people says have said the lodge. Um, yeah, and I uh, I disagree with her, but I can see you 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 definitely agree with her. Yeah. Well, if you want to read the, I mean, there's a ton of comments on this one. So go to Horror Movie Talk group. Oh, lots of people hated on it. Follows too. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get the hate on it. Follows. 
So go to facebook.com slash group slash horror movie talk and, and join the group and you can read the rest of them. Um, so let's get into horror movie. Horror. This is where we review our voicemail. Um, okay, let's see here. This is from Amber. Hey guys, it's Amber from Wisconsin calling again uh, from last week. So I wanted to talk about a couple things. Um, first, I wanted to agree with Elizabeth. Paranormal Activity 3 was a great movie. Yeah. Um, just wanted to kind of mention that the first Paranormal Activity when it came out totally fucked me up. I I think I was like 18 when it came out, and I had waited to watch it on um, DVD. Um, I watched it with my ex. I was living with my ex, and we watched it at night. Whole house was completely dark. Um, something that my grandma told me growing up watching scary movies, you know, it's okay. The cameraman's there. you got to remember the cameraman's there, so everything's fine. Well, this movie, I hadn't watched Blair Witch Project, still too scared to watch it, but this movie totally fucked with me. Like, after we watched this, um, you know, my ex went to turn the lights on, and he was like, oh, I heard something in the hallway, and I'm like, oh, well, that sucks for you because now you're sleeping on the couch. And for, like, a week after that, I could not sleep at night. I was sleeping during the day. And just, you know, doing my normal routine at night, um, I was totally afraid of the dark just because of, you know, the first Paranormal Activity movie. And, um, you know, since then I've watched scary movies. I've gotten more, you know, used to, like, the jump scares and stuff like that. So, but, yes, I love the whole Paranormal Activity franchise. Um, and then I was listening to your Scream episode, and I don't think you guys talked about this, but at the beginning of the movie when they're on the phone with Drew Barrymore, and he says, which door am I at? It's kind of also a trick question because there are two killers. So, um, you know, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich could have been at both doors. No matter which one she would have picked, she would have been screwed. So, all right. Point. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of interesting takes there. Like uh, grandma, grandma coming in and being like, "It's okay, the cameraman's there." But then you get to Paranormal Activity, and you don't know what to do because there's no cameraman. There's just a bunch of stationary cameras. It's a really a brilliant. Uh, it's a it's it's a it's a brilliant way to to mess with a person. Mm-hmm. So I love that Skeet Ulrich's name is Skeet Ulrich. I know he's the poor man's Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is up, guys? This is Rojo from the Bronx calling from the Bronx after listening to this Young Frankenstein review podcast. And I just want to say, God damn, this show has been boring as fuck, especially the uh, horror movie talk horror section, usually my favorite <laughs> part of the show. You guys have been having some lame-os calling, sucking up the energy of the show. Especially uh, this guy, what was his name, Mike in the beginning, talking about Jaws and shit like that. Well, 
my story, my personal story that is fish related that I want to add on to. What was his name? Mike, the kid. He sounds like he's 13 years old over there. Where are you guys from? Idaho or something? It sounds boring as fuck. So feed my jaws and fish. Once I was fucking this beautiful, uh, dark skinned uh, woman there. We were in a very, uh, small room. There was no ventilation. There was no windows. And while I was doing the deed from behind, this uh, odor crawled up my body. Oh. And it shot me in the temple like a, what's a, a high-action rifle. And it was a smell of fish. But not just regular fish. It was like a, a can of tuna left out in the sun. Now, you're comparing uh, Jaws to Godzilla. How about a vagina that smells like the shark has been left out in the sun after being butchered. All right, guys, that's it. Fuck. Rojo coming in hot, man. I miss Rojo. Well, I mean, if 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 you got a, if you got a fucking problem, buddy. First of all, I gotta agree with you. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't. You know, we don't bring the the really outrageous, gross, disgusting topics up i think we did in this episode i think we did a decent job yeah but uh but yeah i i i i i take your criticism Mm -hmm. but also um you know if you want to start a feud with uh with our other listeners i fully endorse that (laughs) i think every man for himself and uh rojo is i mean i don't know i don't know how much chance anybody has against rojo but i would love to hear a feud erupt between Rojo and somebody else. I don't know that anybody else could take Rojo. Maybe Bugsy. I don't know. He's a wordsmith. So this next one, um, Google Voice transcribes it. Mm. And every time they announce their name, it's really funny to me because it never gets it right. Okay. Um, So this one, it starts out, the transcription, I'm really excited to play in it, but transcription says, Hey, gentlemen, this is older Tebow Scatter from (laughs) Montpelier, Ohio. Okay, so let's Older see. Tebow Scatter? Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, gentlemen. This is Old Dirty Bow Scatter uh, from uh, Mount Pelier, Ohio. I guess this is mainly for David. Last year, I was kind of on a reading kick that died off right when I was starting at the Wasp Factory. Well, I just started reading again. And Frank's character, I only read, I hear David's voice. And I just got to the part where it, you find out what happened to Eric. This is the most fucking disgusting thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Just, I had to stop reading. I wanted to fucking gag. Anyways, uh, later boners. <laughs> okay, so uh, so that's great. This is my favorite book of all time. It's called The Wasp Factory. It's by a guy named Ian Banks. He's a Scottish writer. He uh, also wrote a tremendous amount of maybe the best sci-fi ever written it's called the culture series and uh like if if you're into if you're into sci-fi um and some fucked up shit then you will like ian banks's stuff but the wasp factory is is uh just a a a fiction novel and it's short and it's it's more disturbing than it's disturbing in a similar way to american psycho it's Mm -hmm. just it's just a very did I? Did you read that book? No. Um, anyway, if if you're into reading, you should check out the Wasp Factory because it's a fabulous book. 
Okay, one from a uh, friend of the show. Thanks but- for calling old Tebow Jones. <laughs> <laughs> old Tebow scatter. <laughs> All right. It's a whore, Bugsy. Much love. What's good, Bryce? What's good, Dave? David, sir. Anyways, calling from Tampa, Florida, where everybody's going crazy for the Super Bowl this weekend. It's going to be one big COVID corona fest. But um, I turned 30 years old. I'm an old, dirty whore now. And to celebrate being an old, dirty whore, I went to the strip club on my 30th birthday because my friends that didn't have any money, they wanted to go. I ended up getting a double blowjob in the back of the club in the VIP mm-hmm, from these mm-hmm. two girls. When I looked online, I found them on Facebook. You know, I looked online at the PayPal and the Cash App to find their real name <laughs> in case I want to fuck them later. So they were promising me suck and fuck and champagne. I could fuck all night. By the time I Cash App kept bouncing back, by the time I made the PayPal, the fucking people at the strip club were saying I had spent too much money in the VIP or too much time. They wanted more money. So since they wanted more money in the VIP... I fucking just quickly came in this fucking stripper's mouth. Like they were about to kick me out of the VIP if I didn't get more money. It was like a it was like a shot at the buzzer, literal money shot at the buzzer. But anyways, I li- listened to that uh, young Frankenstein or baby Frankenstein or some shit Frankenstein. I listened to that review. I love Gene Wilder, so I gotta give it a watch. But um, I heard it's not as good as Blazing Saddles. But I just wanted to call in and share my love for HMT. I know I haven't called in in a little bit, but you know I've been busy with hookers and getting old and you know back pain and shit but um a much love horror movie talk let's get it support bugsy love you bugsy uh i'm so glad that you got your dick sucked off on your bir- on your 30th birthday happy birthday i would really love to see a podcast with bugsy and rojo oh my god it would be the best fucking podcast are you kidding me oh my god ah patent pending trademark <laughs> copyright <laughs> Holy moly, man! I, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need to know more. I, I'm glad that our fans are this um, primordial. <laughs> you know, they're, I mean, they're. Uh, you know, I need, I need more people that are that call yeah. in telling me about how they, how they, how they got asked for more money and so they just quickly jizzed in the girl's <laughs> mouth and left. Like no 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 I'm not doing that. Oh I got you, fam. Uh, <laughs> no 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 I'm not doing that. And then it's like, am I pegnate? Help, help. All right, another one from Amber. Hey guys, Amber calling back. Um, just with a couple interesting little tidbits from some movies that you guys had reviewed. Um, so first with. Um, it chapter one. I don't know if you guys knew this, but the scene where um, the Losers Club is in that uh, haunted house, and I believe it's Eddie that gets hurt, and um, Pennywise crawls out of the fridge. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he's like that was actually spider. the first time that the kids got to see. Pennywise, like they weren't allowed to see Bill Skarsgård in costume or in makeup around set until they were filming that scene. So their reactions and fear to him were actually real, true reactions. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so I think it's worth, if not rewatching the movie, going to YouTube and looking up that clip. And then um, 
and Dr. Sloop at the beginning, the little girl who is killed by the true knot, is actually the same little girl who plays young Nell in um, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my mind is just an endless swell of mm. knowledge of useless movie and TV facts. So if I ever get annoying, just let me know. And Bye, that- guys. That by Amber. That same girl is also the new voice of uh, Peppa Pig. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought she was. I thought she was going to say that girl actually was killed by the true knot. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Amber. You will. It's never going never going to get old to hear from you. Thanks for for calling in. That's interesting. The the it scene because part of that CGI because he kind of crawls out and like unfolds from within it like how would that work if that's the first reveal uh, yeah I don't know I mean I don't know it, it, we might be remember misremembering something or something something yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I always like people's reaction to that kind of stuff people are like oh it's kind of cool that these people were in fear for the law it's kind of cool that Shelley Duvall got got basically beat by Stanley Kubrick <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think that. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it's like, hmm. It's kind of cool that Toby Hooper basically tortured people in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Isn't uh-huh. that cool? It's like, uh, I mean, it's it's. Isn't it's that inter- great that Ellen Burson broke her back in that scene <laughs> in The Exorcist? Um, yeah, I, I think what they actually mean is it's interesting. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it is it is a great bit of trivia, but I feel for all those people that are tortured. <laughs> Yeah, for our entertainment. Right, exactly. Those little kids, they're, they're worried. All right. Last one. Hey, David and Bryce. It's uh, Ian, your newest super fan from Ohio. I just wanted to call and tell you, you guys are the fucking best. I love you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you for the card and the stickers for me signing up to be a patron. Which everybody that listens to the sh- podcast should become a patron. Sorry, uh, I'm trying to talk right, but I'm a little fucked up. They lifted the curfew here in Ohio, and I'm about 10 shots <laughs> deep and a big fat joint of Skywalker OG that I smoked, so I'm a little fucked up. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> you guys are the best. And I'm so glad that the girl I was dating about a year ago had big tits and a tiny vagina because she talked me into getting Facebook, and I eventually found you guys, the best fucking podcast out there. Amen, brother. Uh, I just want to tell you guys are the best. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. And I did have one question. Have you guys ever thought about making any hoodies? Because if you do... I definitely want one. You need one. But you guys are the best. And like I said, everybody out there, become a patron. They're awesome. Support the show. Love you guys. Love you too, Ian. At the start of that, I was like, there's something... Right. There's some sort of Eeyore quality about uh-huh. Ian's voice. And then I learned, oh, he's fucking stoned out of his gourd <laughs> and super drunk. And managed to make that incredibly coherent call. (laughs) Everybody needs to be like Ian and hold your shit. (laughs) That man fucks. Uh. I can tell you right now. (laughs) He just lit up a huge joint. 
<laughs> been like a 12 pack uh, deep. We love you, buddy. Thank you for calling in and for suggesting people to go to our Patreon because we're fixing to record a whole nother show right after we get off the air with you guys. And you could be listening to it if you hop on our Patreon. Uh, for only five bucks a month, you get access to the Afterpod. And, uh, you know, more than that, will get you more, sh- more shit. We, and we contribute to our Patreon every single week. Um, so, you know, make sure to sign up and, uh, you'll be helping the show, but you'll also be getting a lot of bang for your buck, especially when you compare our Patreon to a lot of other podcasts, Patreons. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to our recent Patreons that we, and Patreon, our recent patrons that, uh, we haven't yet in, obviously, since he just called in, he's a new patron. Um, Jeff R, Peter M, MTB. <laughs> Like Baggins? M.T. Barrington? Barrington. (laughs) Let's say M. Barrington. (laughs) No, that's too obvious. (laughs) Let's say Michael B. I don't know. Um, And Paulina C. So thank you all so much for being patrons. They get to listen to the Afterpod. They actually, uh, several of them get to listen to um, the early release. Whenever we finish the editing, we just post it immediately instead of having to wait until Wednesday. Yeah. And some some people were talking about our Paranormal Activity 3 review. We've reviewed Paranormal Activity 3. We've reviewed Sputnik. We've reviewed a bunch of movies that aren't even released yet, except they're available on Patreon. Mm. So So check it out. Um, Please share the podcast with a friend, just like uh, Ian's ex-girlfriend with the big tits and tiny vagina. Mm. Go to our website. There's several ways to support the show. Um, We don't have hoodies yet, but we do have a T-shirt that you can buy. Um, Special thanks to all our patrons and Dustin Goble for suggesting St. Maud. And and, uh, thanks for all that you do. We love you guys. You have a great week. And stay tuned next week for another riveting episode of Horror Horror Movie Movie Talk. Talk. Let's play out with uh, Bugsy's new hit single, H.M. Tizzle. Girlfriend ain't had periods since she got pre-gat. Wait, that's not it. Let's play the real one. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted casts, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rock. Ten kids, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. 
Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, when Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner, rubs nothing good. In the woods, Ever. always get more than you bargain for. Always. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares, they fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Oof. How can you snap? How can you snap? You mad or what, bloody? How can you snap? How can you snap me? How can you snap, bloody? For good. Bastard.